I'm really pleased to be able to introduce tonight's moderator, Ms. Carla Hall. Carla Hall joined the Los Angeles Times editorial board in January 2011 and has written in the op-ed pages about the Occupy movement, homelessness in Venice, animal welfare issues, and diversity in Hollywood, among many other subjects. Previously, she wrote for the LA Times Metro section as well as for the Washington Post style section. Please give a warm welcome to Ms. Carla Hall. Welcome. I'm going to introduce the panelists. Gallo Ramirez, at the end, has been photographing celebrities on the streets of Los Angeles since 2005. Most recently, his photography surrounding Whitney Houston's death was featured in a two-page spread in People magazine. Carol Squires is a curator in the Exhibitions Department of the International Center of Photography in New York. In addition to writing and contributing to books and exhibition catalogs, she has written for publications, including Art Forum and Vogue. Carolyn Davis is a staff editor at Us Weekly. She has worked at MTV News and People Magazine, where she was a photo editor and a contributing writer-reporter. And she had a really hard deadline on Monday night and was up all night and then got on a plane. And Adrian Grenier, of course, is an actor, musician, and director. And uh, he himself became famous and recognizable for his lead role as Vincent Chase on the HBO series Entourage. He has also produced Teenage Paparazzo, a documentary about the relationship between celebrity and society. So before we start talking about whether paparazzi should be vilified or not, Gallo, what is your dream shot right now? Right now, I would have to say the Brad and Angelina wedding shots. And when's the wedding? Where is it? And I, you know all that, right? Rumored or the actual date? <laughs> um, whatever you know. <laughs> Hopefully next week. Are you serious? Really? Yeah, I need money right now. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> A lot of money. <laughs> um, Carolyn, what is the shot, your dream shot, that you're willing... I, now, you told me earlier you're actually not in charge of the money. No, I don't have to uh, deal with negotiating for prices of photos. The photo department handles that. Um, second to Brad and Angelina's wedding, which I might not be invited, but I'm pretty sure where and when it is, but I cannot divulge that at this time. Um, I would say a great shot, if Jennifer Aniston were, say, to be with child, a great bump shot of her. Would I'll be, take that, too. It would be fantastic. <laughs> really happy, smiling with Justin, no sunglasses on, just glowing. And aren't they getting married in Greece, too? Um, no, that rumor is not true. That's not true. Okay. Well, I'm, I've uh, learned yeah. a lot already, actually, here. <laughs> now, Gallo, have you ever taken pictures of Adrian? Um, no, actually. Oh, okay. I can't remember if I have or if I haven't. Um, <laughs> I, I just asked him how come I haven't seen him in a long time. <laughs> I'm sure he'd love that, but... Um, <laughs> no offense. He's in New York. That's He's fine. in New York all the time. So but you don't remember Gallo ever getting in your face. Yeah, what am I going for these days? <laughs> yeah, what's he going for these days? Who are you with? Who are you dating? Who are you dating? Who am I? <laughs> you should come to New York try and catch me. <laughs> I live in Brooklyn because paparazzi are afraid of Brooklyn. Brooklyn? Yeah. <laughs> No, that, they that, wouldn't come out there. <laughs> so what makes a great paparazzi shot? Or what makes 
a photograph, a paparazzi photograph. Um, I mean, Carol, I think you've thought about this a little bit. I think I know what it is. I think it's um, seeing a star doing something you don't expect them to do, like grocery shopping, or seeing them with somebody you don't expect them to, to be seen with, like their secret new love. But, uh, I mean, what, what do you think it is? A lot of different things are paparazzi shots. Um, the Pope in his swimming pool <laughs> is a paparazzi photograph that a photographer spent a long time setting up and hiding in a tree to get and then was unable to publish because nobody wanted to cross the Vatican. So that's... Was he swimming in the au naturel or was he... As far as I know, he was wearing his swimming trunks. Okay. I don't right. know if the Pope is ever au naturel. Oh, all right. Okay. Well, He's wearing his uh, girdle, I yeah. think. We'll have to wait for uh, the paparazzi shots to find out. And so what about um, uh, the Jane Mansfield shot here, which is uh, like a classic? Jane. That's from a series of shots that um, were done in 1957 at a dinner for Sophia Loren. Um, and Jane was put into a dress that was very revealing, purposely by her publicist or someone. Um, so that she could distract attention from Sophia Loren, which she, in fact, did. There's a famous shot um, of Sophia Loren eyeing Jane Mansfield's cleavage. I've seen that. So paparazzi kind of starts with cleavage, and now it's <laughs> moved somewhere else on the anatomy. <laughs> well, you know, it also, um, there's, um, oh, and this is... Oh, there's more anatomy. This is, this this is, is Jackie, Jackie O. Have you ever seen Jackie O look like this before? I don't understand why I've never seen this before. Uh, and this, of course, is Lady Diana and when she was engaged to Prince Charles and didn't realize that her skirt was that sheer. Right. And that's obviously a way better photo with her skirt sheer than not sheer, don't you think? <laughs> <laughs> She had great what? legs. Um, well, because it's just more, I mean, wouldn't you pay more for this? Wouldn't this be a more interesting shot for you, Carolyn, than, than if she were, you know, more primly attired? Um, well, that would never happen nowadays because everything is flash tested before. I mean, when someone goes on the carpet and... Um, you can see through their clothing. They're probably aware of that fact before they leave the house. The stylist has dressed them. Right. Um, no one was styling her. Um, you know, today, uh, Duchess Catherine um, does her own makeup and buys her clothes, but she's always, um, you know, she doesn't weight her hem like the queen does. In, in Canada, <laughs> her hem actually had flown up, and that was, you know, the little titters went around, like, ooh, you could see her above her knee, you know, but it's really not such a scandal anymore to and, see that kind of thing. But... The interesting thing is, I mean, Adrian, you've seen paparazzi from both angles. You've been the subject of it and presumably been pursued by it. And in fact, you've also been the producer of this documentary where you sort of turned the tables and started looking, in, um, looking at the life of Austin uh, Viscadike, did I pronounce his last name right, uh, whom you discovered photographing you one night, right? At, at some event, and you were like, what's with this 14-year-old teenage paparazzo? 
and then you ended up spending a lot of time with him. And, and actually, in your movie, you sort of become a little bit paternal to him. I mean, what did he teach you, or did he change your impression of paparazzi, and, and did you have a sort of, they're a necessary evil kind of feeling about them before you met him? Well, I guess it really depends on the goal, the intention uh, of what you're doing with the medium of photography. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I guess what I was looking to do with Austin is try and get him to question, uh, you know, how he could possibly use this form of communication. And really, it's, it's just about storytelling. I mean, I think uh, tabloids are just stories. You know, they create stories. Editors manufacture them using the images that paparazzi gather and, and the rumors going around and they speculate, but they're really ultimately just communicating stories and ideas. Um, so I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with storytelling. I mean, it's what I do. Mm-hmm. It's what we do on Entourage. Um, and so I guess really with Austin being a 13-year-old impressionable kid, I was just really trying to share with him the wide range of ways that you can use photography. Because, you know, I guess the story uh, of, uh, you know, I mean, yeah, these, these, I mean, what's the well, story this is here, Angelina. actually? I'm not really this is just Angelina Jolie, I think. Oh, yeah, that's them in New Orleans. Oh. <laughs> Thank you, Carolyn. Well, that's, yeah. <laughs> was there something? Uh, uh, oh, well. Give me the remote. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you going? Oh, it, this way. Okay. Well, anyway, someone should take the remote. I don't even know what order Wait, no, no. In. <laughs> What's the picture you're Technology. looking for? Technology. Uh, so I guess my, my, my point is that, you know, I, I look really to try and to show Austin that there's something, you know, there's more sophisticated ways of communicating ideas. Mm -hmm. And storytelling is an important part of, you know, our human experience. It's culturally important. And... Is Austin still doing it? I think Austin is partying now. He's partying. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's in the party stage of his life. I run into him at Coachella. (laughs) But he's not taking photographs. He's not being... being a teenager now. Okay. All right. Um, We've won. <laughs> <laughs> because, Adrian, one thing that, um, it, on your website for Teenage Paparazzo, the learning, exper- learning experience, where you're taking the film to, you've been taking it to colleges, and now you're going to take it to high schools, I think you said. And you, uh, on your website, you say, I hope that we can all get beyond this idea of celebrity and images of celebrity. But then on your website, you also say, if you write in and ask for a uh, screening, ask for us to come for a screening of uh, Teenage Paparazzo, I'll also bring a celebrity. And I was just wondering, is that because you're hoping that, and you don't name the celebrity, but I sort of got the feeling that either you're bringing a celebrity so that they can help discuss their feelings about it, or you're bringing a celebrity because that'll also get more people into the screening. Yeah, I, I don't know if I said exactly that, but uh, um, I, I think the idea is, you know, let's not you know, hide behind the fact that images are, are light reflected and, and, and they're attractive, you know, I mean, and celebrities are really just vehicles for these stories, and we're, um, 
we're living vicariously through them. So I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with, you know, the, the screen that projects this light that we gawk at or that we look at. But I think at a certain point, we need to turn that off and, and leave the theater and leave the celebrity experience and start having real human relationships with each other. It, the, the problem uh, comes about when that's all we're focused on. And, in, and uh, you know, at the expense of some very real things that are happening in the world and real things that are happening in your life. And I think it, it goes beyond celebrity mm -hmm. these days. You know, it, it has a lot to do with technology and media and how seductive it can be. So to me, it's, celebrity is just a symptom, really, of you know, media in general, uh, but nothing to be, you know, f fearful of. Right. I, I wouldn't villainize it necessarily, yeah. but I would just try and understand it and understand a greater perspective of how you consume it so that it doesn't become the dominant uh, f f force in your, uh, your media diet. And, and, and I, I, I'm sure that, that we would all agree with that, except maybe Gallo, but... <laughs> But I do think that, you know, whenever a conversation about whether the paparazzi are a bad force or they've taken things too far, whenever that question is asked, the corollary is, but they're feeding this, the corollary question is, but aren't we so insatiable for these photos, for the photos of Angelina in the wedding dress, I mean, where, that she doesn't really want any of us to see, otherwise she would have invited the media to it, or... Jennifer Aniston with her baby bump, which presumably she doesn't want anyone to see until she wants people to see it. But Gallo's going to be out there looking for her. I mean, are we at this point, are, are we just, is it just going too far? Is it going beyond the sort of coy picture of Jane Mansfield? I mean, do you, I guess you don't think you've gone too far, but I mean, do people get up in your face and, and start you know, criticizing you when you're out there. Celebrities or regular? I, both, actually. It happens. It happens. I mean, you know, I've had encounters with celebrities where they weren't so happy, but there was a story <laughs> behind it. You know, um, there's times when, you know, the regular people, they're having a bad day. They don't want to be photographed or they don't feel comfortable with what they're wearing or they're not wearing makeup. Um, other times it's just pedestrians on the street who view us in a bad way so they act negative with us. So, I mean, it comes with the territory, you know. And isn't today, isn't there kind of, and I think this is something you could all speak to, isn't there kind of a hard edge to paparazzi photos that, that the photos that magazines really want are the photos of the actress looking lumpy in her swimsuit with cellulite on her legs? Yeah. I mean, That's not what you want? Well, no, I, don't, I work for Us Weekly magazine. I used to work for people. I don't work for a tabloid. I work for mm -hmm. magazines that are um, very stringent in um, their reporting and um, running things that are factual to begin with. True, you can laugh all you want, but it's, tr but it's true. We don't, we don't make it up, all right? It's true. And photographs, you don't. I mean, photo I, photographs yeah. help, um, even if it's not a great picture that I would run, if I did see someone that I thought might be um, in the family way. It might be just an interesting photo for us to not run, but just have and know that she wasn't seen drinking at a party two weeks ago, and now she's looking a little bit fuller. It's just people that are very you know, fit and in shape. It's very easy to notice when they've put on a little weight, um, more so than the average person. Um, but I'm looking for a mix. I work on a section called Hot Picks, 
which is about 15 to 20 pages in front of the book, and it's all the best photos. I don't want to run people looking lumpy or bad. If you or get upset. a photo of somebody looking lumpy and bad, will you run it though? If it's a good photograph, otherwise, in terms of clarity uh, and no, stuff. No, not, not, no. I wouldn't be. Mo it doesn't motivate me. I'm, I was a women's studies major at NYU. I'm very sensitive to how media treats women and their bodies. Um, I know Scarlett Johansson just wrote something on the Huffington Post, which was really interesting the other day, mm -hmm. um, about how we as readers, I'm a reader too, you know, I'm not just an editor, I actually love looking at the mm -hmm. magazines. Um, and it's interesting, you know, it's interesting when I go through the photos and I see great bikini sets of Denise Richards looking fabulous and in shape and she's in her 40s, she's had two kids, she's adopted a new one. These are people with busy, full lives. So when they look great, you want to celebrate that. But I don't go out of my way trying to say, oh, someone looked really fat in a parking lot and was in sweatpants. I mean, that's not a fabulous photograph for anyone. I, go ahead. If, if I may, yeah. I, you know, we're all motivated in this capitalist society to make money. Mm -hmm. And really, at the end of the day, you know, the magazines are motivated for eyeballs and viewership because that's what pays the bills. So, you know, it, I, I mean, I think if you were to get viewership on a baby bump or a little bit of chunk, you'd probably <laughs> run it because that's, you know, what's paying your bills and, pay, and keeping the magazine alive or keeping the, the website going and, and paying paparazzi. So let's not, you know, pretend like that's not the real motivation. That is the motivation. So, and, and, that, and I think that, Calls, uh, uh, well, we, we're all paying That's for all it. That's all paparazzi, by the yeah. way. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're all paying for it by paying attention. Yeah, we are, yeah. Just to interject, the original Italian paparazzi, who this whole phenomenon is named after, um, did it for the money. And, and what, what brought the money? Bad <laughs> shots of... Um, fighting with celebrities, but in their case, mm -hmm. it was, you know, King Farouk, which most of the people <laughs> in this audience probably have never even heard that name, the exiled king of Egypt. So it was, you know, starting an altercation with this very heavy set man who was out with a number of women who were not his wives. Um, and um, he took offense to the paparazzi. So, so it was kind of an intellectual level of paparazzi then. I mean, sort of like they cared less about the equivalent of the Kardashians back then and more about actual world leaders and catching them. Oh, no, they cared about whoever they could photograph. I mean, they didn't care, you know. A lot of the pa original paparazzi were news photographers to begin with. Mm -hmm. So they had, you know, that nose for news. So they would know who King Farouk was and why he was, like, sitting at this cafe doing nothing in Rome late at night. Um, but, you know, they were motivated by, they figured out that if they could become part of the story, that makes them more famous and they could sell more pictures and they could sell pictures for a lot more money. And it's still a lucrative profession, right, Gallo? I mean, there are all these, we hear that there are all these different, I mean, there are all these different websites and magazines and... Well. In my opinion, I think it's oversaturated with pictures. Mm. I mean, in the times she's talking about, there weren't that many paparazzi. Right. You know, I can't say a number because obviously I didn't live in that era. But I can guarantee that the money market was a lot better then than it is now. Um, there's still a lot of opportunity to make money if you get the right shot. For example, Brad and Angelina or Jennifer Aniston Baby Bump. How much would you, could you make on that? 
it, it all depends on if it's exclusive or h how well the photo was taken. Obviously, how good they can like you know how big they can run the it. Quality. If it Best can make if it can make front cover. If it's a newsworthy story, it all depends. It's not just you take a picture and you make a lot of money. It doesn't work like that. Great quality uh, of the shot, and it's an exclusive. How much could you make? Baby bump. Mm, yeah, baby bump. Wow. Uh, I'd be guessing, to be honest with you, but okay. um, it, it's not that easy. You know, she has to confirm it and say, I'm pregnant. No, she doesn't. I've read a million magazines where they're, they're not like, gonna is run, this a baby bump? They're well, not going to run a picture just obvious, to run if it. If she's coming out of a doctor's office holding a sonogram in her hand and like, <laughs> like, like, a big like, like, like Drew Barrymore? Like Drew Barrymore did. <laughs> well, I mean, because she's an A-lister, I mean, you can make thousands of dollars. I, I, I mean, as far as like, Figures, I, I wouldn't know, but it's a lot of money. It's enough money to make me sit at her house for a long time. <laughs> um, Until there is a baby and, and sitting at her house is one thing, but there's a lot of criticism for paparazzi for going too far, for staking out nursery schools, for chasing uh, celebrities in their cars. I mean, I believe in 2005, you accidentally crashed your car into Lindsay Lohan's car. We had an accident. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> She accused me of hitting her car right. mm -hmm. to create a story around you were, it. You were sober, right? I was sober. Right, okay. um, the cops came and, you know, it's an accident. I said, you know, I made a U-turn. She made a U-turn. Cop talks to her. She said, he hit me, you know, and, and it turned into this thing where I was accused of suspicion of assault with a right. deadly weapon, which in the end... The district, uh, district attorney dropped the charges because there was no evidence. She was a no-show in court. Um, when the, uh, the, e the EMT was like, you have to go with us on the ambulance, she refused. She, she asked for her own personal uh, doctor. And I mean... But I guess the point is, you were um, following her to try and take her picture, right? Correct. And did you get the shots, by the way? No. Okay. Uh, okay. I did not. I mean, what did, you, what did you hope to accomplish by, I mean, how do you drive and take pictures at the same time? You don't. Okay. So We don't take pictures till the person's out of the car. Okay. So therefore, we have to park, they have to park, and I mean, whatever case, they go to a restaurant, the store, Barney's, New York, whatever. interpretation of park. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that all depends who you're following. I, I remember I was in Australia, and they're not as sophisticated paparazzi in Australia. They've, they've yet to learn the, the, fine art. the fine art of paparazzi. Um, but there was this one guy, he was a newbie, total rookie, and he was following me around relentlessly. And he would, like, every time we would pull out and go into a building, he would pull over in the middle of traffic, jump out of his car, and, like, run around taking pictures. <laughs> So I decided to just jump in his car and grab his keys. <laughs> and I grabbed his keys, and we were playing monkey with him for like a long time. And he's like, oh, guys, come on. Oh, guys, come on. <laughs> with the Australian You have a very good and relationship with some of the paparazzi. You've, you've, I mean, when it's people's birthday, they get flowers and pizzas delivered to you guys sometimes if you're staked out. Well, I mean, there's always an instance where we feel like we kind of want to give back to them because they've been nice to us. So mm -hmm. for Mother's Day, uh, I'm not sure who it was or whatever, but someone handed her some flowers. Um, you know, for example, when it was Selma Blair's birthday, we, we gave her flowers and she was so happy she hugged us. Wait, who is this? Selma, Selma Blair. Blair. Oh, Selma Blair. Okay. Um, I mean, so it, it, 
it, it all varies what celebrity you're dealing with, obviously, you know. And I just like to say for the record, these guys are for the most part really cool. And, uh, you know, every, every paparazzi I've met, I, you know, I got along with. Uh, once you, you know, break down that barrier, right. the, the barrier between the camera. Uh, so I, I just want to say that for record. So Thank you. Isn't there, isn't there something, though, as much as some celebrities, at least, complain about paparazzi and complain about them harassing them, isn't it good to be followed by paparazzi? It means that your career is in ascendance, and it means that you know, your career is high, and then photos run, and then your career is even higher. I mean, it's all part of a, a good cycle, isn't it? I, you know, media and attention is the avenue to making money. You know, big studios know that. They've controlled it for years. Celebrities utilize it to make a living uh, and to do quite well. And they like it when they're controlling it. And now what's happened with modern technology and, and you know, point-and-shoot cameras is suddenly everybody has, you know, an ability to, to make a couple bucks off the game. So they don't like that so much. But, you know, they, they've... You know, I don't really have very much sympathy for celebrities, um, especially the ones that are complaining about paparazzi because they've chosen to be performers in their life. They want yeah. to, people to see what they're doing. Um, I feel that way too. So, I, you know, I, I think it's, it's part of the game. It's, 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 a, it's an art. It's a, again, it's storytelling. Right. And who better to go to to tell the, your stories than the performers? I mean, of course, that's who you go to. Uh, I, I mean, uh, last week um, there was video of Halle Berry um, confronting a paparazzo in a car outside of her daughter, I guess, her daughter's preschool, and she's screaming. She's obviously very upset. She's screaming at the paparazzo. She's cursing at the person, and the photographer was kind of cursing back at her, and it's gotten a lot of play. Um, I don't know what that paparazzo did that so upset her, um, I have, this is an issue of, of photographers outside of nursery schools uh, taking pictures of celebrity kids. Uh, do you think that taking pictures of celebrity kids outside of a nursery school goes too far as long as you stay back from the property a bit? We try to follow the rules. What happened that day, um, one of the guys decided that he'd take it a step further and go inside the school. So she saw him followed him outside, and she flipped. So she's in every right to be mad. Mm -hmm. But does that mean that we all do that? No. I mean, every batch has a rotten apple, right? right? So a lot of times, guys don't know the limits. They're so money-motivated, so they do whatever they have to do. And in this case, you know, the backlash was Halle Berry screaming at him, you know? And it's wrong. It really is. It doesn't mean that we all do that. And at that point, I think that... Well, I, I don't run those pictures, just so what you know. You I don't run pictures of um, pick up and drop off from school. I'm very sensitive to that issue. I actually know, like, the parking lot where Sandra Bullock drops her son off. I know what the fence looks like in the parking lot. So when I see a set come in, I have a grid on my computer. I have, like, a system, and um, they'll narrow it down, the photo editors, when I go in for a photo select. So I'll get 150, you know, 200,000 images a week narrowed down to wow. maybe five or 10,000. Mm -hmm. If there's an event 
Um, event photography, you can get anywhere from 750 to um, 100,000 images for a big event. But you narrow it down, and I can go through it and see. If, if someone's in a parking lot outside the school, I know what that school looks like. I know the color of the building. It's orange. I know the tile. I, I, know, I know where it is, but I'm not going to run it because some crazy person could see the photograph and go after Halle Berry and the kid. And it's, it's, it's too much so you won't, for me. So you won't print any picture of a celebrity with their kid out at a school? If they're or? walking down, if they take the kid after school, as they do to Pinkberry or for an ice cream or something, well, then that's different. Then they've left the school Why is that different? They're not in the school property. They're not in the parking lot of, of a school. I won't run that. But it, it, I, won't it, run them outside. I won't run them in front of their door where you see the number on their apartment or their house. Adrian. I, I just don't think it really is different. I think it comes down to personal choice, and I commend you for making certain choices. I wish you'd go a little further in your discretion, um, uh, but... You know, you said, uh, you know, we're following the rules, right? We're doing our best to follow the rules. Right. The question that I have is, well, what are the rules? who are making those rules? Right. And are we always constantly looking to the government to come down and, and give us a spanking and tell us what's right or wrong? At a certain point, you have to make those decisions for yourself. And the one, the one gripe that I have with the paparazzi is that they don't take responsibility enough for what they do and what they put out. And they're always, you know, pointing the blame to, oh, well, the editor chose that picture. Or the editor wrote that caption. I, I'm just doing my job. I'm just trying to pay my bills. You know, it's a laundry list of excuses. But at a certain point, you have to make those decisions as a human being about what you're doing and what you're not doing. And collectively, we all have to decide what stories we want to tell. Do we want to tell the stories of these kids who haven't yet lived and suddenly they're thrust into the limelight? I don't, I don't know how healthy that is for their psychology. And I think we should respect children. And I think that's a line. And that line is in Europe. It should be here too. Well, um, and then I'll let you... Um, there are tons of photos of celebrities walking with little toddler kids and seemingly okay with the photo taking process. They're smiling. You guys, Us Weekly, just ran a photo of some uh, a father pushing his kids and swings in a playground. I think you um, wrote. Yes. And, uh, and he looked, oh he God, must have that. known somebody was taking his photo. Oh, I, yes. I can't remember who it is right now. But um, it was um, Liv Schreiber oh, with okay. his two sons in a New York City park. And I mean, Downtown. we practically, uh, Surrey Cruz, I mean, we could flat, we don't have a picture of her, don't worry, but uh, we could like flash her picture up here and we'd all know her because she's been photographed so consistently and her parents don't seem to mind. I mean, is that still going too far, Adrian? I mean, if the parents don't seem to mind, I, I get it that if you're a parent, you need to feel you can walk down the street with your kid, that you don't want to like keep them under a blanket or something. But, but they seem to have sort of made their peace with it, or they're the okay with it. Scientologists got their back. They're fine. No, but, but, but honestly, when, when Suri was born, um, she, was, she, was she was photographed for the cover of Vanity Fair with her parents inside the, the jacket. And Annie Leibovitz took that shot, and it was great. Mm -hmm. So once that door has sort of been opened, it's hard. You know, we can understand there are, there, close, there yeah. are celebrity parents whose children are not photographed, who you have probably never seen in a magazine. Ooh. Um, very rarely will you see Paul McCartney's children. It's very rare, the young one okay. um, that he had with uh, uh, his last wife before. Right. Uh, so, I mean, they're, 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 and also, they don't have to live in LA, or you don't have to live in New York. Mm -hmm. Chris Rock doesn't live in New York, he lives in Ohio somewhere. <laughs> you know, so I'm just saying, they're, it's, it's a choice, and a lot of them solicit it. They, they have happy families, they have, they're beautiful people, they have beautiful children, they have you know, fun lives, and um, 
they know that their fans enjoy that kind of They can avoid it if they really want to. And they can avoid it if they really want to. And if someone looks that unhappy in a photograph with their kids, you know, their kids look unhappy and and the photographers are too close and they're coming out of LAX, they're not going to run a picture of someone screaming child. It's like But someone will. Well, that's true. Someone will. Someone will. A website, maybe somewhere. Someone with lower standards. I, the, to me, the the whole um, notion of the expansion of paparazzi brings up the question of who are these people? Um, there was this brief moment in your film where one of the paparazzi says about his colleagues, "Some of these guys have criminal records." Mm-hmm. What was what was that about? That was, and then there was nothing about it after that. What was so, I mean, some of the paparazzi, to me, look like thugs. <laughs> Gallo? Okay. They're intimidating. They, are, they can be Not intimidating. You. In our Not defense, you. everyone has a past. But, <laughs> but... But, okay, so but, what is no. that past? There's also, celebrities, there's also celebrities that you can call thugs because there's things that they do that are not part of the norm. I totally and do not agree with celebrities beating up photographers. Well, not, even, not even only that, but I mean, stuff that they've done that's been photographed, their stories has been out, and that's left in the past, but they're not viewed as thugs. And it's probably because they have a celebrity status. So are we now driving towards the point that there are some guys who are paparazzi who have been in prison for armed robbery. But that's not necessarily, I mean... People, no, that's not necessarily yeah. the it's not case. Re- it's not even relevant. There could be someone working in my office that may have yeah. robbed yeah. I, you know? Yeah, I think that... I mean, it's interesting that that got mentioned in your film. I mean, it could also be that I think there are some paparazzi who are physically aggressive and maybe they have trespassed and then they've gotten a record of misdemeanor or whatever for trespassing. Um, but, but can, I, can I say... That you know, doesn't I, really seem like criminal activity, though. You, you know what I think you're getting at is there's no real regulation. We don't know who they are. They're not, they, don't have, they don't require a license. You know, if you're a journalist, you have to you know, have credentials. But you don't have to have a license. Well, I mean, you have the credentials. Can... You, know, you, you have to go through a certain protocol. And I think the one problem that I have with, with paparazzi and tabloid is it's under the guise of news mm-hmm. worthiness, journalism, journalistic worthiness. And I would argue that that's really not the case. And mm-hmm. so... It's entertainment? It's just, I'd say it's it's entertainment. just entertainment. Yeah, it doesn't it's hold any real value. Um, I mean, you're, you're, you're approaching maybe newsworthiness with your latest shot, right. which I really liked, by the way. Thanks. Well, the, well you have but, the Whitney, do you have the Whitney Houston photo? Do you have the picture of that ambulance? Did you tell the story? Yeah, they brief, briefly... If you hadn't broke the clicker. <laughs> These photos, by the way, are from... Um, the uh, portraits of renown in the uh, in the Getty here, and the they're oh, fabulous. Yeah, no, it's going. like celebrity portraiture uh, by photography in the eighteen um, hundreds. No, <laughs> which this is, <laughs> this is, is this how you change the and the and the twentieth century. Totally Wait, uh, yes. What? Uh, here we go. One more. Was that JLo? This one. Ah. This one. All right. This image is this image is very interesting, just because. It wasn't something you expected to, to get or to take. And well, it doesn't look like a normal paparazzi image, but it has news value. So what happened that day was I was waiting for like five hours or something. And Outside the Beverly Hilton? Right. 
and uh, my flash on my camera didn't go off. And I noticed it right away, so I went, changed my settings, and decided to go low light and wasn't happy with the shot. But there's something about the picture that made it more, look more, I don't know, more real, more eerie, more, I don't know. Um, and this is, this is the ambulance, this is carrying Whitney Houston's body. Whitney Houston's leave, body, yeah, leaving, leaving the Beverly Hills. Bring in the era of noir paparazzi. Well, noir paparazzi. But Adrian, I will admit, that does look like a news photograph. I mean, right. one of the LA Times photographers could have taken that, and, and we would have run it, and there's nothing gawkish or even mawkish, I think, about it. Um, uh, but I do think um, that there's something, despite the, uh, the history of celebrity portraiture through the ages, I do think today that a great paparazzi photo, and maybe you guys disagree with me, but a great paparazzi photo is catching somebody, and, and there is an element of the catching of them, it's finding somebody that we all recognize as sort of an icon of glamour and finding them not so glamorous, looking more human. And that can be cellulite or that can be no makeup pushing their kids in the park or Helen Hunt paddleboarding in Hawaii, which is a lovely photo, but she's not all done up. And so there's a, a spectrum there. And I think for those of us who are mere mortals, it is sort of fun to look at these photos right. and say, as us does in their feature, stars are They're just, just like, like us. Right. Uh, and I, I think that it's, it's not newsworthy necessarily. It's not journalism. I mean, it's not going to advance the cause of, of understanding of humanity necessarily to see a picture of Angelina Jolie without makeup. Actually, she's so beautiful, it doesn't matter. But, you know, somebody like that without makeup, pushing looking lumpy. Pushing a shopping cart, feeding a Pushing meter. a shopping cart, looking lumpy in shorts or something. But they don't it, look lumpy. it fascinates say, us. And we sort of can't help ourselves. So should, we, should Gallo stop taking those shots? Should I stop looking at them? Should Carolyn stop publishing? Well, she's already stopped publishing. Them, I but, think there's you know. a lot of value in paparazzi and tabloid. You know, it's, it's an opportunity for us to share ideas and values, you know, of, of that level. Um, you know, just as watching, you know, an important documentary uh, can, can help us to sort of, mm -hmm. you know, gain perspective on, a, on an idea or on ourselves. So I don't think there's anything inherently wrong. And, and you're right, there was a time when, you know, the PR machine and the monopoly held by big studios dictated what images you Absolutely. saw of celebrities. Yeah. And so they were basically just whitewashing, you know, the stories. Mm -hmm. And so we were just consuming what they wanted you to, to consume. And now, you know, because of paparazzi, they were able to tell you a different side of the story, a, a little grittier, maybe more real, down-to-earth side of the story, which I think has its value as well. So I personally, yeah, I, I think, you know, that, I'm yeah. all about, I like tabloid, I read it too. Um, you know, I, you know, in the doctor's office or when I'm getting my nails done. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I, I, I guess one thing that I, you know, look for is that are we getting the balance? Are we balancing our, 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 our media diet with enough of the good stuff also? Right. Um, because, you know, I think we need both. That's true. I, I agree. I, I agree with you. I think that um, uh, stars are just like us, but in a way we are also just like stars. 
because we go around taking pictures of ourselves and twit-picking them and Instagramming them, and we share constantly with our friends and social networking what we're doing, normal and everyday and ordinary things, as well as the great accomplishments of our life. So in storytelling, in photography, paparazzi photography has expanded the way that we see celebrities as real people, and they have human stories. Absolutely. And yeah. I think that um, when it's much more dangerous just to hold them up on a pedestal and only see the controlled image of them, only see the styled image of them. It's important for um, young women especially to see that stars are not perfect all the time, that they don't go out done up all the time, that they're normal and they do normal things like play with their children and read books and go to the library. And, um, and don't they use it too to a certain extent? I mean, some of these photos where celebrities are walking down the street or they're on a playground but they're perfectly made they're up. set up. And what is it? Have they called you Gallo? Or have they walked outside their house and said, Gallo, I'll be ready in an hour. Come take a picture of me. Or... It doesn't happen like that. I mean, not, not in my case, at least. But they, they call somebody, right? It's, they I don't mean, call me. Or... I just see the pictures later, and I'm like, they're looking right in the camera and smiling at me, like, you know, drinking whatever drink with the label out. Like someone's, obviously, <laughs> uh, like, uh, someone's obviously up to something, and I think our readers are smart enough to know that, so I try to avoid those kinds of things. But sometimes they're actually really good pictures, and they're happy to be photographed, so it's not always a terrible thing. And you can have fun with it, too. I mean, like, uh, as a guy who knows, okay, I'm about to get my picture taken, like, oh, what can I do that I can, you know, mm -hmm. wink and nod to my friends, be like, oh, look what I did, you know? Um, but um, <laughs> what do you do? I want to know what you do. What's your, like a little signal, like a sign? Well, I, you know, when I was making Teenage Paparazzo, I, we had a lot of fun at the paparazzi because they didn't know what we were up to. Um, and if you look uh, throughout images of me, you'll see that there's actually hidden words spelled out throughout <laughs> different images. So what we did was we spelled out the, the name of the movie in different letters that I was wearing. Like I'll have Throughout a, the movie? Throughout tabloid. Oh, oh, oh yeah. okay. But okay. The, the, like pro the problem egg. was, it was, it was, <laughs> like like you, could, you could actually put together the, the, the word with different images from different days. The problem is we changed the name of the movie. So, <laughs> <laughs> but we, we were initially calling the movie Mosquito. And uh, so there were, <laughs> so there, you'll, if, if, you have, if you have some time on your hands, just Google me, follow me on Twitter, Adrian Grenier, at Adrian Grenier, uh, but you can see that there's like one image, I have a, a hat with a, a U on it, and then I have a t-shirt with an M, uh, and then a tie, I have a little uh, letter on my lapel. That's a lot of work. We were having fun. <laughs> You guys Carol, have fun, don't you? The, the photographs that, that Gallo and other people uh, take today, would any of those make it into a gallery? Um, we've been talking about this photo and the sort of artistic quality of it. Um, I mean, how do you measure the artistry of those photos today? Uh, the way you measure the artistry of anything else. I mean, you can make a picture or you can take a picture. Mm. And great photographers make pictures. They understand that a picture is more than just a snap in someone's direction, that it has to do with engagement and with expression and with a lot of different factors. Um, no, a lot of things that appear today wouldn't make it into a gallery. But, you know... Um, Have you seen any photos lately? Um, 
I was, uh, when I was here looking at the exhibit, they have a book of photos by, of Ron, by Ron Galella. Mm -hmm. He took all these photos of Very Jackie famous. Kennedy and Onassis, and she tried to get a restraining order against him. I think she did. Um, but there's one where she's turned and kind of smiling, and her hair is blowing across her face. And he took it as a paparazzi shot, but it's now an iconic photo of her. Right. Um, and Ron That's Galella, rare, though, I guess, right? Ron Galella is somebody whose work has a certain amount of artistry in it sometimes. I mean, he was obsessed with Jackie O, and he was unfortunately the author of his own demise vis-a-vis -vis Jackie O because he sued her, um, mm. and then she got a restraining order against him. So... Um, which I guess is to say that photographers should not sue celebrities. <laughs> Have you ever sued a celebrity? No. Okay. Good, don't. No. Um, do, you know, since we do all now have cell phones, and does that make us all paparazzi? Uh, if, a, if I've got a cell phone camera and I see Angelina and Brad somewhere and I take a photo and I send it to you, if, are you going to publish it? I might. I mean, are they like kissing over a romantic dinner or holding hands in a beautifully lit um, piazza in Italy somewhere before they go to their house? And I mean, it could be a beautiful photograph. Mm -hmm. I mean, a picture in and of them, like I've seen them together before, so it's not like a huge deal to see them again. But if they're doing something or somewhere setting up a white tent in the background and they've just come out, you know, and I have, I don't have them with that, I don't have them with the tent, right. but I have them leaving there and you have them coming out of um, the chateau and I have a picture of the chateau and then I have a picture of them and I know that they're there, then it goes together and it's not a hot pick, it's not for my section, that would go into another column or into a mm -hmm. feature, I wouldn't get that. I see beautiful photographs sometimes that I can't run, things that are beautifully lit with beautiful movement and Everyone looks gorgeous, but it's not necessarily a picture for Us Weekly magazine or for People magazine. It's, Why and not? it's also not necessarily a good photograph or a good paparazzi photograph. It's right. just a beautiful a photograph. photograph. Exactly. Do you feel any competition from people out on the street like me with a, you know, iPhone taking pictures? Your iPhone wouldn't compare to the cameras that we use. <laughs> Unless okay. you were inside a restaurant and you got a picture that I couldn't get or something else that I wasn't able to get and you were because you had an iPhone. Then you are my competition because you have something I don't have. And, and do you feel like there are a lot of people like that who are your competition because they are in restaurants or they just happen to be somewhere? And You can and take a picture of Brad and Angelina. What are you going to do with it? I'm going to send it to Carolyn. You send it to her and that's one person you sold it to. Right. Okay. But he has an agency so that I have an agency like that I would distribute it within, you know, wherever it goes, wherever it sells. Sell it internationally. So in, it in anyway. that case, no, you would not be in my competition. No. You need a better camera. <laughs> yeah. Carla. <laughs> but Maybe if I get a better camera. But, but it's, 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 it's the fact that um, technology has sort of even the playing field uh, and, and has, I think, taken a chunk out of tabloid in general. We don't need to go to Us Weekly or any other outlet because we have it on our own Twitter feeds. And frankly, you know, we don't need to get distracted by celebrities because we're distracted by ourselves. And, you, know, <laughs> you know, so I think the meaning of, and, the, and the role of celebrities is definitely changing. And 
you know, besides the fact that the illusion that celebrities once, you know, projected as this sort of unattainable, you know, um, play uh, thing, uh, have come down to, to earth, and now we can all we're all they're all competing for the same attention. Um, celebrities are competing for the same attention that we have access to, and that's why you have all these reality stars and Twitter stars and YouTube stars, and suddenly, you know, it's 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 democratized. Yeah, it is kind of interesting that how much reality stars have become celebrities, um, like the Kardashians. I, I mean, at, at some point, I mean, are the are the Kardashians <laughs> overexposed? I mean, uh, so to speak. I, In my uh, opinion. <laughs> Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I would say so, yeah. She goes to Beverly Hills a hundred times a day and gets photographed a million times. Which one is she? What, Kim, Chloe, Kim, the other one? I mean, not, not Chloe anymore because she's no longer here, but, you know, Kim. Kim mostly, for the most part. I mean, Courtney lives somewhere else where there's not so many paparazzi or whatever, but she's prime time, like, in Beverly Hills all the time. And you, you'll catch her because she drives the same car all the time. I mean, she's always in the same places. <laughs> And how could you not recognize her? You see her on TV all the time. You hear about her all the time. It just doesn't stop with Kim Kardashian. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I, and, you know, I think um, uh, the attention can be addic addicting, you know. It's addictive to, uh, to, to have the attention that celebrity gives you. Um, and it, addicting and it to be, who? It, to the well, the celebrities Kim, addicted right? to, to, celebrities the, to the attention. to the attention, and it's something to be leery of because uh, it's dangerous. I mean, I don't understand why somebody would go to Hollywood or Beverly Hills a thousand times a day. It's to propaganda, get really. I mean, she's she's uh, what? she's marketing herself. She has a hot show. I mean, she you know she sells. She does photo shoots. You know, yeah, I mean, can't she's constantly getting paid for her image. But that's her job, is just appearing in public and having pictures taken. I mean, that's why she exists. And I think she's a... <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah. But my, my argument is, I think we would want more out of our lives than that. Unless we're addicted to it. It's like I don't a know. Drug. She seems pretty happy to me. <laughs> she, uh, no, I don't think she's bothered by The pictures in Star Magazine of, the, of celebrities in bikinis with cellulite showing, that I get. The pictures of Kim Kardashian and people watching those, looking at those over and over, that I don't get. I, I'm with you. Uh, I, I, I sort of don't get it. But um, is there... Uh, I mean, what... When people watch your movie, for example, I mean, what would you like us to come away with? What's the takeaway from that? I would love to have the audience that Kim Kardashian had, has <laughs> for my, my little documentary film. Um, what do I want? You know, as a celebrity, you don't want a soapbox. As a, as a, as a human being, you don't want to, I think, you know, try and tell anybody else how they should live, especially in this day of sort of... Uh, you know, irony. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I guess really what I was just looking to do in the film is, you know, as, as like media sort of uh, exponentially propagates and there's sort of this hall of mirrors effect in our modern experience and it's just, just like shotgun of, of perspectives, what I was looking to do in the film is just show as many perspectives as possible. You know, you show the perspective of, of the paparazzi and, and what their human experience is. The, the celebrity, what their human experience is, this young boy, what his human experience is growing up in a world of celebrity obsession. 
um, and really just give the audience an opportunity to see as many perspectives as possible and and also the the audience you know the the the, the consumers of all this and 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 then uh, eventually them taking the pictures too with their cell phones and Facebook and MySpace, uh, MySpace, yeah. MySpace. And, I, and I think we get that. Uh, so just perspectives. <laughs> yeah, I think, and I think that we get that. So um, thank you all for you. joining us tonight. And can, I, can I do um, What? Can I do an experiment? Sure. Or Although we, we're, we, uh, we're going to take questions from crunch? the audience. So what's the experiment? Okay, well, we could ask some questions, but get your cell phones ready. Uh-oh. Okay. I have two questions for Gallo. Um, the first is, what do you do uh, to prepare to stay on top of who's hot, keep track of, the, of their faces and uh, their addresses? And what do you consume every day to keep up with this? And my, my second question is, comes from my girlfriend, Amber. Um, why aren't there more women in the paparazzi? It's not that hard to, to, you know, to know in my field where to go. I just follow the news. For example, um, just go on TMZ. You see pictures there, you see stories, you follow up on that, for example. Or um, you, just ha you have to have a know of who's, who's wanted, you know, like Brad and Angelina. You can't go wrong there. You take their picture, you're, you're, you could be... Uh, kind of a collegial attitude. Is there a collegial attitude amongst the paparazzi to share information? And... No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want another guy to know something that only I know. You know. For example, an address or something like that. I don't want a bunch of guys there. I want to be exclusive. As far as addresses go, I mean, you can go on Star Maps and get a bunch of addresses. It's not that hard. You know, if you don't know where someone lives, you might run across them and take their picture then. Why so, no women? That's a good question. Why aren't there more women paparazzi? I, I don't know. Um, maybe too much tension. It's, it's an aggressive field of work, you know? You're constantly on the run. You know, how would a woman feel when a couple of people start screaming at them? Or what if a bodyguard wants to beat up a girl? You know, we get, we get encounters by bodyguards. I mean, we gave them that job. It's because of us they have a job. Am I right? So I think that has a lot to do with it. I mean, they'd be in a predicament. I mean, they wouldn't, I mean, they wouldn't be able to act like us. For example, if a bodyguard punches, you know, there's a guy at LAX that got punched by Mike Tyson. You think a woman can take that shot? I doubt that. In your business, do you feel that that crazy attention on celebrities is starting to swing the opposite direction? No, I think that there's always going to be interest in celebrities in, in the entertainment business. I don't think it's ever going to stop, if you ask me. Well, I, well, what, I don't think it'll ever stop, but I think it's decreasing. I, and, you know, I think with what Adrian said about Twitter and Facebook and you know, people have a different kind of relationship with celebrity now that there was just that spell where it was so intense. You know, when Mulholland, you could go down there and everybody was chasing Britney Spears down the, you know, the highway, putting people in jeopardy of being killed. And I don't feel that now in this town. I mean, they're still hiding on Robertson and whatever, but I don't feel that intensity that was going on like 2004, 2005. 
Well, I mean, I also had to do with the era. You know, it was a lot of younger celebrities, and um, I think they were in a part of their life where a lot was going on, so there was a lot of attention. Yeah. I think it was just a, a culmination of, of a lot of things that happened, and um, you know, I'm a native of Manhattan, so 9-11 for me was a, li a life-changing event, personally, for our nation, obviously, and for the world, um, and I think that having a, a place to not think about the world's problems is very vital. There's a lot of important things to discuss, but sometimes you need to unplug and go see a good film or watch your favorite show on TV or flip through an Us Weekly while you're having a pedicure or whatever it is <laughs> to make yourself like calm and feel good and that, that there's happy things going on in the world besides all the bad thing. So there's an ebb and flow. I would say that there's always an ebb and flow. I'm kind of curious. Can't you take some responsibility in the fact that you're just publishing for money and you're not really publishing for things that are like artistically driven? It's just kind of a lot of bullshit in my mind. Um, my, my question... He said sorry, it, ladies and gentlemen. My question is really, can't you, can't, you, can't you take some responsibility and what steps can you take and give responsibility in you know, kind of filtering out all that and giving people things that are actually quality. I'm giving the audience what they want. So if it's bullshit they want, then it's bullshit I'll give them. It's very simple. I'd like to just defend that bullshit for a second because life can't all be about, you know, elevated thinking and, you know, transcendence. Sometimes you just got to live and have a little fun. And, you know, it's, it's like the equivalent of going to, you know, a dinner party just for sustenance, just to eat for sustenance. You go for all the frills. And some of the, sometimes the frills aren't that, you know, lofty. Sometimes it's, you know, a base joke or, you know, you know just like, you know, little banter, you know. Uh, so let, let, let's, not, let's not just let the tabloid be the scapegoat for all of us who have to take an ultimate responsibility about what, what experiences we want to consume. You choose. Okay, so, so take out your, uh, camera, your, your phones and turn into the camera function. Um, and, and I'll share this with you guys so you can participate okay, as I well. Have my and I what I want you phone. to do is hold it out front and take a picture of yourself. Oh, this one? <laughs> yeah. Right here, you don't use no, this no, you because... you do it from high. Yeah, so but you, you don't know this kid. This is old you. school. You don't, I don't think I, you know this. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so here, just hold it out front. You know how to use that? Did it work? Uh, no, okay. No. okay. Is, this, is this just because right you want a picture of me? Right. Is that it? Okay. You know how to yeah, use it? It's an experiment. Yes, I do. You just want a picture of me. You can just ask. Just so just wait, ask. so what, what is the experiment? You want us all to take our pictures? Hold on. Yeah. Take, your pic take your pictures. All right. That's terrible. There we do. Wait, I was trying to do it both of us. Here we go. Can't Here, do it, do, it, do it yourself. Yeah, you're okay, so you now what I want you to do is email me the photos. Okay, you can email me at ag at recklessny.com. Ag at recklessny.com. R-E-C-K-L-E-S-S-N-Y.com. And so what I'm going to do, and, and this is what I do for every, every talk that I do on my uh, education tour, is I'm going to stitch all of these photos together. And what it illustrates really is how important each one of us are in this collective experience of media. Each one of your photos is an important pixel to the whole picture. And the more you send in, 
the more refined that image will become. The well, then I detail. need a better picture of myself. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like for real. Like for real. I didn't like, realize that. And then you were going to stitch it take, into something. Take, can we do this in the green room? Can, we, can I get my No, it's got to be right here, right now. No. So this moment right take here. It, take a picture of yourself. You know how to do it, right? You're just yeah, going to yeah. hit the camera. Not icon. that one. You don't have my you tell them the email again. The camera icon. Yeah. Okay. What's the email again? So it's ag at recklessny.com. R-E-C-K-L-E-S-S-N-Y.com. So the more you send, the more refined it is. And, and you are all important because you're all contributing now. It's not just the, the tabloids or the, the studios putting out images. We're all doing it. So we can do it together and make it very amazing. Okay. Thank you.